Hi everyone, I'm Sandra Ingerman and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo and we're really excited to be here today with this compelling topic that Sandra's going to tell us about. Yeah, you know, there's so much going on in the world today um, with uh, catastrophes, climatic, environmental events, and we all have friends and loved ones and you might be suffering yourself with different illnesses and different misfortunes that have come into uh, one's life. And one of the things that I've really found is it's really important to look at the differences between compassion, uh, sympathy, and empathy. And um, Isis once uh, came to me while I was writing my book, Medicine for the Earth. So I actually put a, um, a chapter on this particular topic in that book. And she said to me, you know, you're not really doing the work of the spirits. And I said, what? <laughs> Why did you say that to me? I'm not doing the work of the spirits. And she said... You're in shamanism, you're a vessel for these transcendent energies to come through and flood the lives of people and flood the lives of the planet in a good way. And you're so clogged up with holding on to everybody's pain. How can you be that hollow bone that we talk about in shamanism? How can you be that empty reed? How can you be that clear channel that brings through the energy of the transcendent realms when you're so locked up uh, with emotion? Um, and so, you know, she really asked me to look at the difference between compassion, sympathy, and empathy. And I really feel it's important for all of us to get our own understanding of what that feels like in our in our body of you know compassion and empathy having a sense of understanding but when we project sympathy onto other people oftentimes and i'll say more after uh renee speaks on her opinion on this topic um, with sympathy, oftentimes we weigh people down instead of feeding their strength and their light that actually helps to empower them to get through what's going on in their life. When we're projecting all this sympathy and this poor you, that's a heavy weight uh, to carry, especially if um, we have through the media, millions of eyes on you through the media. And can you imagine millions of people saying you poor thing instead of millions of people saying you're a light, you're a spiritual <laughs> being, you have the strength, you can get through this. Imagine the difference of um, what we end up projecting onto others and how we might curtail their own healing process because we weighed them down with too much of our own emotion. Oh, this is such a, a important topic. You know, for me, you, Sandra, and you probably have heard me at home all the time is that I keep going back to 
it always comes back to our own self-healing and our own self where we are standing. Um, this past week, I had an experience where I was watching somebody else go through their stuff. And in the past, if I'm, if I'm in sympathy or, you know, I get into this place where I think that I can fix somebody or that I know better what's going on in their space for them than them, and it, it puts me in a position of superiority or like that I'm one up, like, oh, oh, you poor people over there, the fire's burning and I'm not. And so, you know, it, it kind of for me is a little bit about judgment. And, and so when I stop and I can move back into my own self and, and, and say like, okay, I don't have to react in that way. I can, I can stand back. I can, you know, send an awakened prayer to somebody else and stay in my own bubble. I, I find that the result always works out better. And, you know, certainly, and then the next day, the person comes and say, hey, I'm really outside of myself. You know, could you, you know, rattle or smudge or do something? But when I get in there and I think that I know the answer and that I'm going to fix that, and, and even, I mean, how dare me think that I'm more powerful than the forest cleaning itself out? I mean, because again, you know, when we start cramming too many people into a space and overusing our resources, ultimately we have to take a step back and look at what is my responsibility in all of this. And, and, and when I'm not into looking at my own part in it, then sure enough, I'm going to move into one of those places of sympathy. Oh, poor you, you know, instead of, or feeling it. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I actually have a lot of compassion for the people out there who really step into that place of feeling everybody else's tragedy and suffering. I don't know if I'm too self-centered, Sandra, or what, but I don't, I, I, like, I lived there, and it was really ugly, and it was really messy, and I worked really hard to not live in that place. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. And it's an issue that comes up in every single one of my workshops. And uh, when I was about 13 years old, um, I, I became, I, that was when my depression really uh, started. And I sat down on my bed one day and I said, why am I depressed? I don't have a bad life. I love school. Um, I have a lot of friends. I, I love sports. Um, I love to write. I had all these hobbies when I was a kid and, um, and life was good, but I was always listening to other people's issues. And what I realized, it was, I, I guess I was pretty precocious at the age of 13. <laughs> I realized that my depression was coming from, I took on too many people's pain. Mm. And so then um, I started studying uh, psychology in Brooklyn College. And I dropped out to go join the revolution and the hate Ashbury. <laughs> um, but while I was going to school for psychology, I realized this was not a healthy path for me. I did not know how to separate myself from other people's pain. I, I just was so permeable, I took it all on. And so 
So then I went for my master's in marine biology and I thought, oh, that's safe. I'm not going to take that. And I specialized in algae and it was just fun. Marine biologists love to have fun. And it was, it was an amazing, uh, fun adventure studying marine biology at San Francisco State. But I realized I missed working with people. So I decided to go back for my master's in counseling psychology. I've had a very twisted and turned path. And, um, but I made a promise to myself that as I was studying counseling again, that I was going to learn how to distinguish between my pain and other people's pain. And so, you know, I started when I started feeling depressed or fear or uh, anger, I would just stop and go, is this mine or is this somebody else's? And if it was somebody else's, I just silently said to myself, thank you very much for this information. I now have a sense of where you're at, but this pain is not mine and I release it. And... Um, I haven't perfected it, Renee. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure I haven't perfected it, but I'm a lot better than I was. And in my workshops, that's the first question that comes up in all my healing workshops is how do I protect myself from people's pain? And I love the principle of direct revelation. I really dislike when people run to books to look up how to release um, pain or how to protect yourself from other pain protection rituals. I, I think that um, reflecting, going within or uh, shamanic journeying, if you have that skill or through meditation, to come up with your own ways of, if you picked up on somebody else's pain, how to release it. And also, you know, it's human to, to feel other people's hurts and things like that, especially people you're close to. And, you know, I know there's a lot of a lot more empathetic healers out there who can, I think Sandra and I in, a, in an other conversation last week, we're, we're talking about is like, you could actually feel 9-11 before it happened, or you could feel that something impending was happened. Now, sometimes some of those revelation things are important to look at like okay there's something going on here what do i have to know in terms of of this having a, a a direct impact on my life so i don't think either of us are saying to shut down those those doorways at all but it's more like i see so many people now on social media becoming incapacitated by other people's uh, traumas in other people's situations and that's not helpful to you or to them and I think it's probably at the root of a lot of the disease and a lot of the anxiety and the suffering um, and I think I've said before that women who are especially empathetic are, are becoming one of the largest unemployable workforces because of the anxiety stress and depression that's going on and what is yours and what's not yours? It's a really important question to ask yourself now. And I, I think that having that knowledge so that you can step in and out of those spaces as needed and then call upon that, those spirit guides to help you sort that stuff out and you know, send energy in a positive 
fashion is, is really important. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And I realize as I'm listening to you talk, Renee, that we actually are talking about two topics on, on <laughs> the show. And I just want to... Um, I just want to break it down for people a bit because we're talking about two very, very important topics, but different ways that we could uh, address them and deal with them. And so um, how we started was I was inspired by ISIS to look at um, am I being a, a pure vessel um, for the helping spirits or do I take on too much pain? And, you know, Renee was talking about that aspect um, also. And uh, the other thing that is a big concern for me, I started writing about this. Um, God, I've written about it in four of my books. You can tell it's a, it's a big issue for me. It's a big trigger for me is how we project um, so much weakness onto others during time of strife and turbulence and when a disaster happens. And so as I shared, um, and I write about this in my books, if millions of people uh, had access to you and knew that you were having a challenging situation in your life, how would you feel if those million people said, you poor thing? Mm. I mean, just take a moment to feel the weight. Mm. I mean, that feels like a weight. Like, how do you even stand up from that weight? And, and that's with, on top of the disaster or the illness that you're going through, you're trying to heal, you're trying to uh, survive through whatever's going on, and you have a million people, your community, who's pushing you down instead of helping you rise up. And so this is a real trigger for me because, number one, I really don't want people doing that with me. I really don't want that because it, it weakens people. It actually makes them uh, ill. And, um, but to actually be able to say, I can see you're having a hard time or um, in looking at the fires in California or what's happening in the Amazon or the waters in, in Siberia, if instead of seeing the devastation, you see the spiritual light that the land holds, that people hold, and you feed that spiritual light and you feed the strength of, I know this land, I know this person has the tools to stand strong. And I'm gonna hold that vision for them so that I lift them up instead of push them down by feeling sorry for them. I mean, it, it's a big one for me, Renee. I don't know about for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, sometimes like when I make a, a for me, a more vulnerable post on Facebook, for example, like I said, oh, yeah, I've got a little cold, you know, and then all of a sudden everyone's sending all their, oh, poor you, poor you, poor, and I'm like, I removed the post because it was just like, it was like, you know, it was me like I'm taking a walk. <laughs> I've got a cold. <laughs> it's not like, you know, don't send me your pity. Send me 
you know, send me, oh, good, we won't see you for a few days on Facebook, kind of like. <laughs> and so then I end up removing the post and feel like, oh my God, I have to be this rock. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can I be, how can I be human and not be a vessel for everyone's, um, you know, what projections? You know, originally um, I was going to do something with the wind, but I have a feeling, Sandra, this is something where the conversation's going that you're going to end up doing the, the, the journey for this one today because I think that you've got a different vision. And that's okay, too, because like you said, we always have tons of conversations and directions that these can go into. And the thing is, is, is that there is a lot going on. The soul of our world right now is fractured. And you, you, don't, you can look everywhere to see that. And so how do we, you know, how can we become like Jane Fonda? Did you see she's been arrested four times recently because she's using her celebrity dumb, not for any other, she's in service to like, hey, if I can give this a little attention, I mean, she hasn't got nothing to lose for it and nothing to gain from it. And here she is like being a beacon of light because it's important to her. Right. You know, instead of like that, there's some ulterior motive. I think that's for me the best way that I know when I'm in right relationship, when there's, I'm not trying to get for self, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to just be there of service to, you know, the people in California or the people in the, you know, in the Northern continent or wherever, whatever the thing is that's going on, that there's, when I get wanting for self, then I slip into that I know better than you or that I feel your pain deeper than you do sometimes. I swear some people can feel my cold deeper than I can. And, and it's like, no, you can't. Right. You know, for me, it's just a, a re-pause. It's a re-rest. And I don't stop. Sandra and I are a lot alike where, you know, we keep, we're a little energizing batteries because we're <laughs> spiritual vessels that keep getting inspired. And, you know, the only way the world can stop me is to give me a cold. Right. Yeah. And so there's no, no harm, no shame, no foul. It's just a cold. And right. I've stopped. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's really a big one. We, we really, I know that we don't mean harm. I know we don't mean harm, especially with loved ones and land that we love and nature beings that we love. But um, energetically, we are harming when we're sending pity. Um, because we're robbing, um, uh, we're robbing all of life of its natural strength, its natural primal life force that will rise above and will flow into a different phase. And how we can help to do that is really by um, holding a space of light and holding a space of love and holding a place of strength. So um, I'd love to lead a very short journey um, where I'd like for you to think about a place on the planet right now that you're really focusing on and it could be more than one. Um, You're feeling badly about an event going on someplace in the world. We have um, people listening from all over the world to the shaman's cave. So uh, we have our 
are definitely lists of issues going on in the U.S., but we have issues going on all over the world. So what's a place that's calling to your heart right now? Or is there a loved one or a friend or a community that you're worried about? And instead of, um, instead of worrying about them or pitying them, I used to study Tarot with Angie Arian and her interpretation of the worry card in the Tarot deck is worry takes you to the, into the past or it takes you into the future, but it never has you dealing with the present. So we oftentimes worry and we're projecting the worst um, through our worry or we're projecting pity as both Renee and I have been talking about. So I'd like for you to focus on a place, on people. Um, I lost my drumstick. <laughs> and um, I'm going to drum for you and... I'd like you, for you to look at that situation or um, a person or a community or loved ones and really look past what their challenge is. Look right through it. Let a veil open. Look right through the challenge and see the spiritual light that is burning so strong and acknowledge um, that light. Uh, see that person in, in that place. Do not send light to the situation. That's not what we're talking about. You're seeing everybody in their strength, in their divine light, and uh, you're helping to feed their ability to get through this with grace and ease, okay? So pick a place, and again, you're going to see through the ordinary uh, tragedies into the power of spirit, and you're going to feed that and only see light and only see strength.
So use this vast drumbeat to return from where you are right now back into your room and feel yourself grounded into yourself. You haven't lost yourself to a situation or a person. You're in your light and you're in your divine strength. Right before we started, Sandra, um, I was thinking you had mentioned a couple of categories, but there was one that popped right in for me about organizations. So in the last year or two, the treatment industry has been going undergoing massive changes. And, you know, there's been a lot of uh, treatment centers going out of business and things. Hmm. And you start to put in a, a, a thing about how the industry's going and how it looks and, you know, that I've personally i had forgotten to see the light of all the people who had recovered by going through treatment programs and you know you just start to see it as a whole system collapsing instead of the brilliance of that it has like nature it has its own it has its own cycle of birth you know maturation you know death and decay and hibernation and everything in in the world is like that so no matter where we are, it's important to, to maybe take a stock of where something is in its own cycle instead of how do I fix it? Maybe it's perfectly aligned to where it is. And, and I wanted to add that. Yeah, you know, we're, we're all going through a process of evolution. And I've been talking a lot about this recently in interviews. And we're all going through challenges, and it's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's not a sign of weakness. The challenges are how the spirits re-sculpt us um, and take away what's inauthentic in our lives and leave us what is authentic and carves away at our ego and our personality just like the elements carve away at rock and you end up with these beautiful um, canyons. And so it's really tricky because we've been living in a time where, you know, I know this as a teacher of 35 years and talking to so many other uh, brilliant teachers out there during that time, we're living in a time where people think that healers, teachers, um, those in authority should never get sick, nothing should ever happen to them, or they're doing something wrong. But no, actually, we're all doing something right. We're changing, we're evolving. And that evolutionary initiation experience is not always easy. And so it's a time where we really have to let go of the judgment we have about what strength means. And we have to feed strength and see the world and people and nature in its divine light. And that's how we stimulate the divine light of life uh, to keep on burning strong and how we empower 
that light and that, and, uh, that strength. Our perception creates our reality. And I keep repeating that, but it's true. If you perceive somebody in their divine light and strength, uh, you've just helped to raise them up. If you have a judgment about what they're going through, you just push them farther into the ground. And so the choice of yours of how you want to serve. Oh, I love that. What a, a great way to end because I always see the divine light in you. And, and we have like this really mutual admiration of, um, you know, that we see it's like a really positive thing when you can just show up and be with somebody that's in a, in a real positive situation. It's like, no matter what's going on with you or no matter what's going on with me, we just like, okay. And we, <laughs> and, and, and we build from there. And, and I think that, that when I look back over the course, cause we're coming on that we've been doing this for a year almost is that, wow, how naturally this cycle has shaped and grown in, in, in its own capacity. And I think that's because we really both show up equally seeing the light in each other and how, how wonderful that is. And we see the light in all of you at home as well and watch our community grow and thrive through this process is really kind of makes me know we're really on the right track with, with the shaman's cave here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love the alchemy between the two of us. I, I never have a moment of, Oh, I got to do the shaman's cave with Renee. It's always, oh, I wonder what the show's going to be like. <laughs> it's always going in with a freshness and knowing that we're both going to show up to the best of our capacity and that we're both going to shine our light no matter what's going on. And we trust in that and we trust in each other. And um, what a gift. And uh, you want to create community where you can all see each other in your strength and in your light, and you can trust each other to always see you in the best instead of in the worst. <laughs> so, Right. That's great. So at home, you know, if you're, if you're struggling, go back over to the shamanstv.com. There's, there's almost 50 episodes there, and I'm sure you could just ask your direct revelation, which one do I need today? Click on any of them and you're going to get the juicy pearl of wisdom that you need. And uh, if you want to make sure you get it every week, sign up at the box that says sign up and you'll receive it weekly. And we only use that email list for sending out the shaman's cave. Although I will be transparent at the bottom and we'll talk about Sandra's new, new uh, program or my new program but we don't use that mailing list for anything else. So feel free to sign up for that as well. And join us over at the Shaman's Cave on Facebook and share your experiences because we, we both read that page. Uh, we, we might just like it or comment on it, but we're reading it and we get inspired for other shows and upcoming shows. And always ask your questions because we have this Q&A that we'll do maybe quarterly with, with questions and answers. And we, we love to hear your feedback. Yeah, and um, when uh, people uh, email uh, to the Shaman's Cave, I get those emails, and I've really, really um, have been impressed with some of the questions that uh, some of you are asking, 
and some of the topics that you're asking Renee and I to speak about. And so continue to let us know uh, what you'd like to hear about. I mean, we, we can, as you can see, we can talk on about a variety of things. But if there's something you're passionate about, of, would you uh, bring this up? Um, we're at least willing to entertain it. Some of the topics are just not appropriate for the Shaman's Cave. And some of the topics are too deep for a 30-minute show. And I just say that to you when you send an email. It's just not appropriate for what we're doing on this podcast. Um, but I, we really do appreciate uh, the topics and the questions that are coming through. So blessings to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.